Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, presented as always by Omaha. We're ready to roll here in another gangbusters weekend of sports upcoming. Seated behind the glass, there he is. It's Eddie Spaghetti, and from high atop Hollywood in his mansion, making all the decisions that are sure to make you giggle and otherwise going forward. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop fella? Oh man, I'm in it. You know, pilot season. I uh, had to had to. I was just camp- singing songs. I was like, ah, we're ready to go. And I'm like, hey, what's the poop fella? And you're like, <sighs> well, I, you, we like honesty oh. on this podcast. All right, we do. No I'm jive. Gonna, I'm not going to jive our listeners. Okay. I'm like, I'm gassed, man. I'm like, you know, it's like, it's like that that uh, when you can't get off the ice, they you know you ice the puck. Now you can't go to the bench. I keep icing the puck and they're like, no, you're not allowed to go to the bench anymore. <laughs> I'm like, can I get a rest? No, never. So anyway, I've left the North Pole um, uh, with Tim Allen in, in, in good hands. And now I'm now I'm much closer to my house uh, at CBS Radford working on a pilot. Very, very uh, excited. Very hard work. Um, but and so like my my tournament consumption has just been pathetic much like the tournament itself, but we'll, we'll get to that uh, moment. Oh, I can't believe he's going to ding it. That's my area to, oh, to okay. well, be a curmudgeon about. I'm Not gonna usually. Cite, I'm going to cite a lot of the things you've been saying over the years. Uh, so I'll, I'll cite the great Dan. All right. Well, let's... And then, but then what I need, and I don't know how deeply Omaha and Sal and Toby crunch, you know, crunch these metrics, but like if we jump out of the gate with a Mr. Lister, if we lose, like if they're like, guys, you're losing half your market share when you start with a with a with um Wendell Tyler based Mr. Lister. <laughs> Nobody knows who Wendell Tyler are. What 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 are you doing? By the way, my poor mom, I really thought she would get the Hall of Famers on that list. Emmett <laughs> Smith, Franco Harris, mom, we watch football together. Your your guest, your first guest, my mom's first guest for running backs who have been the leading rusher in the Super Bowl twice. Mom's first guest, Rodney Pete. <laughs> How do you know the name Rodney Pete? It's weird. How, there's no way to know the name Rodney Pete but and think he was the leading rusher in the Super Bowl. Like, you're displaying a level of knowledge of football. So then the guess is, so then I'm like, no, 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 Mama, Rodney Pete was a quarterback. And then, and then she guessed like, uh, she guessed a linebacker. And then when she said uh, William the Refrigerator Perry, I was like, okay, never mind. I was trying to make a point about the generations that, you know, spaghetti and even my 82-year-old mom. And I'm like, Jesus, this woman I watch football with doesn't hasn't learned anything about football. I've taught her nothing. Right. That is wild that the same person who couldn't identify a running back could somehow summon the name Rodney Pete, but that. That is equally as flummoxed as I get when I talk to you and Cousin Sal, people who watch at least as much sports as I do, and yet, when asked, have zero opinion on uniforms. I don't know how you could look at it endlessly and and come up with zero thought about it. I like when the teams wear green. I like when, I I mean, how is that possible? You have zero thought about it. What if I'm, what if I, I'm not, but what if I was profoundly colorblind? How would you feel right now? <laughs> Think about it. Think about it, jerk. Think You're about right. it. right. Quarter century into knowing you, if this is the first time it's coming up, that's on you, though. All right. We have a lot to kibitz about here. Um, head over, as always, to extrapoints.com. Get in on all the great shows out there, one of which I just mentioned, Cousin Sal, is Extra Points. That's in the bank now, uh, the second episode for this week, getting you right for Sweet 16 weekend. We'll dig in a little bit there. We got our best bets upcoming for you, all the rest of it. Um, but uh, let's, you know what, before we jump in on a Mr. Lister, if you have one, I don't know if you have another I one. I do. Ready oh, to go. Man, I gotta remember the names. I don't have this. I had them written down last time. I'll do it. I got it. Let's do our more dependably beloved goat and goats of the week. Do you want to okay. start us off or shall I? Why don't you jump in here, Hench? You're chopping okay. at the bit. Okay. Plus, or you I might, mean, again, might take a nap one way again, or the other. Look, again, because you know, goat of the week 
I like to rip these guys from the headlines. I like to I like to talk about what guys are talking about at the water cooler this morning. This is the hot topic of the day. That's why my good goat of the week is Nick's legend, Walt Frazier. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm okay. kind of with you already. Okay. I know where All right. Going. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. So uh, Willis Reed, rest in peace. Uh, uh, an incredible player, uh, a worthy champion, hugely inspirational. It is insane that that Willis Reed goes two for five in 27 minutes, uh, uh, and it's known as the Willis Reed game. Willis Reed scores four points in 27 minutes. He's two for five. All we've ever seen are his two baskets in the Willis Reed game. Clyde Frazier scores 36 points, has 19 assists, and rips Jerry West at midcourt repeatedly. He completely dominates the logo. He just, he destroys the logo for the entire game. The Knicks get up. They're, you know, they, they lose the fourth quarter by a bunch, but they're up. 30 something like by the time Walt Frazier's done destroying Jerry West. Hey, Walt. Hey, did you play in the Willis Reed game? Were you playing? In the Willis Reed? <laughs> yes. Yes. I played. I played in the Willis Reed game. It's the greatest game seven finals performance of all time. Wait, you had more than four points. Yeah. I had 36 points. Assists. Nobody mentions it. It's the, it's insane. So somebody has to mention the goat, the game seven goat of goats, Clyde Frazier, Knicks, 1970, go to YouTube. There's all kinds. I mean, they probably the whole game's on YouTube, but you can just see him taking the ball away from hall of famer, Jerry West. So please rest in peace. Willis Reed. Let's start calling it the Walt Frazier game. I like it. I I I I knew where you were going because I've heard this one from you, and I and I do really like it. Well timed, though, Hedge. <laughs> the week the week Willis Reed dies. We have to do well, this one. I'm not obvious. I'm just saying it's in the news because yeah. everyone's talking about the Willis Reed game. Well, real quick, uh, you uh, said rest in peace. That makes you good. I, I did think. say rest in peace. What? All right. So this is a great this is a great stat from that game. Okay. Just think about this as I say it out loud. Just do the math in your heads as I say it out loud, okay? Mm-hmm. Walt Frazier took 12 free throws in that game. Game 7 of the 1970 finals. He took 12 free throws. Will Chamberlain took 11 free throws. Hmm. Walt Frazier made 11 more free throws. <laughs> Then Will Chamberlain <laughs> made in that game. The box score is crazy because Walt Frazier so dominated that game. But he's 12 for 12 from the line, and Wilt is one for 11. Now, the Knicks blew him off the court. It was it was never particularly competitive. But if it was ever get – it was going to get competitive, those 0 for 2s from the stripe are so demoralizing. <laughs> if you're like, hey, anytime they want, they can just foul Wilt and we have no chance of scoring one for 11. I love that's an amazing statistic. And I mean, obviously this plague uh, Wilt for his entire career as it did Shaq and Ben Simmons, who has other issues besides his free throw shooting, but it is weird. I mean, I, I have to jam in a goat bad on Shaq here because, you know, uh, apparently by his own account, unless I'm misrepresenting it, in which case, please call into the show before we wrap up here, Shaq Fu. Um, but it was like, I don't want to look goofy doing the underhand thing. Like, man, do you know you would be the unquestioned? I mean, I, I don't think this is hyperbole. He'd be the unquestioned greatest center of all time, right? I mean, he's in the conversation as it is. But I don't think it would be an ongoing debate if he would have made 65% of his free throws versus 50% of his free throws, right? I mean, in terms of scoring, career, numbers, Annual a- averages shot, and everything else, but not if he shot him, Granny Goose. We really, that would be too much. You wouldn't do that. You have too much dignity as an athlete to do him underhand if that's what it took. Yeah, Rick Barry can do it, but the Diesel can't do it. It would just Why not. What is your First problem? All, it- have you seen any of the uh, the documentary about Shaq? Uh, you know that rookie year when he was so lean. And so spry. So it was like very different kind of dominance 
physically. And he was still strong. Like he's still bringing down backboards, even when he was that lean. But by the time he packs on all that, nobody, nobody can guard him. Like he's so big. You can't, you can't prevent an entry pass to him because there's no way to get around him. You know, he's like, he's just so massive. He's unfrontable. Um, but uh, yeah, not, not, a, I was actually at the game where he went over 12 from the line. And I think <laughs> I was, I think I was with Simmons and I was like, there's no way that's not the NBA record. Ben. Yes. No, there's no way that's not the NBA record for most attempts without a make. And it, and then, and then it turned out in the game notes, NBA record over 12. Wow. A little bit if of history. You saw, you know, if your nine year old is over 12, you're like, what's going on, Gigi. Come on. <laughs> Um, listen, he's one of those guys, Shaq, not to get into a Shaq, uh, uh, admiration conversation, but he's one of those guys. Cause it leads me in kind of not to interrupt your goats, but I love greatness. I go on and on about greatness achieved, especially with the weight of expectation on you. We talk about it in advance of games. If you're the heavy favorite, you have the curse of supposed on you, you know, Shaq is one of those guys who delivered because as you say, by the time you got a load of him at in his freshman season at LSU, where you were like, he's different though. I mean, we see Ewing and how great he is, and we've seen Akeem, but like this guy is completely different than anything we've ever seen before. And then he gets to the league and he pays off and then is even better than ever expected. And I have to give a quick shout out to to the two guys who did that for the 21st century NHL. Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. Imagine the weight on their shoulders to deliver and save not just their franchises, the entire sport. And they did it and exceeded expectations. So I hate it. And Ovechkin just had his 13th 40 goal season in an era where 40 was like 70. Like in an era, right. he played so much of his career when people weren't scoring goals. Um, okay, so this will be a, a, a segue. I mean, from the great Walt Frazier, my goat, my good goat of the week. And by the way, just to round off Walt, for, Walt Frazier's performance. So, yes, Willis Reed, rest in peace. Willis <laughs> Reed was, was the MVP of the NBA. He was the most important player on the Knicks. So, so he plays 27 minutes and goes two for five, four points. When speaking of the other guy in the conversation for greatest center of all time, when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar gets hurt in the 1980 finals, mm -hmm. Magic Johnson jumps center, puts up a 42-15-7 line, and everyone, it's the Magic Johnson game. Okay, so yes, Willis played, but Willis scored four more points than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scored in game six of the 1980 finals, which he did not play in. Walt Frazier <laughs> did the equivalent of what Magic Johnson did in 1980. And all I'm saying is, can somebody mention Walt Frazier when they talk about game seven of the 1970 finals? I don't have to tell Spaghetti. He's a Knicks fan. Okay, bad goats. No, right. that was a good, no, listen, you're exactly right. Magic got a seven up commercial out of it. What did Clyde ever get? I By the way, just one more time. Rest in peace. Clyde got a Clyde got a thesaurus and delighted Knicks fans for decades. Um, so bad goat, sort of a little bit like the anti-Clyde because Walt Frazier was such a winner. But you know, this is actually I'm gonna I'm gonna this is gonna be my uh, honorary mention bad goat. Like it's so delightful to me and to anybody who roots for a team where Kyrie Irving has been to see that the Mavericks are six and eight, like. Who thinks he's going to make them better? Now, you look at his at his shooting percentages and you're like, how does this not translate to wins? He scores at a high volume rate with a crazy high shooting percentage. He's a guard shooting 51.4%. He shoots over 40% from three. How does this not translate to victories? It's like, because I don't know, he's the world's worst human being. I, I have no idea what happens to guys who are around him, but it never translates to wins. So it's just very funny that the Knicks have Jalen Brunson and the Mavericks have Kyrie Irving and are learning the same thing that everybody else learns, which is I don't know why he doesn't make your 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 team better. But so that's the bad goat. But my overall bad goat, and maybe this will lead right into your shake, is like for for most of my life, 
March Madness was my favorite sporting event of the year, bigger than the Super Bowl, just the way it was structured, the way it worked back when a Cleveland State victory was an upset, right? Then these Mm -hmm. iconic moments where it's like, that wasn't, that was an upset. And when you were watching the game, you're like, everybody on their team is smaller than everybody on their team. Like, you know, everybody on their team uh, was not recruited. You know, everybody on their team is a McDonald's all American. This is an upset. Right. And now, you know, you watch Virginia lose to Furman and you're like, Hey, a bunch of guys who are not going to play in the NBA got beaten by a bunch of other guys who are not going to play in the NBA. Like what I know you have these numbers next to them that are telling us this was an upset. But our eyeballs are like, I don't know, none of them could play basketball. They all, none of them are are compelling basketball players. So I've just watched enough of these, these games where I'm like, he can't play in the NBA. He can't play in the NBA. And as we've been talking all spring about Elijah Juan, about Clyde Drexler, about those, those Georgetown teams, about those North Carolina teams, it's like, yes, yes, Michael Jordan and James Worthy are the greatest players of their generation. And they're in these college basketball highlights. And now it's like, you know, you go to the, you go to the NBA draft projections, you know, and it's a bunch of guys who are already in the G league, you know, overseas, like it's not college basketball players. So, so we can't pretend that these are really the upsets of our youth, that these are really meaningful upsets. And then once anybody can beat anybody, I know you've said this a lot, then if we're just watching coin flips, what are we watching? And so, so I, I guess I'm, you know, have come all the way to your point on this, where it's just kind of depressing that college basketball feels, I don't know, like the, the Indiana high school tournament. Like I'm like, well, it's, it's, it really is weird that the mid tier teams sort of benefit from the war of attrition, which is that they'll hold on to their guys. Cause those guys ain't destined for the NBA and there ain't any agents calling them like, Hey, let's get you into the draft sooner rather than later, fella. They just have guys that are there for four years. So of course they have an advantage over the blue blood teams that can have any kid they want with the price that he's going to leave after his freshman year. Um, and so, yes, I, I of course I, 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 Boy, this is weird because we either have a spiritual connection or we talk too much one way or the other, because you are all over all the stuff I want to get to, including Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, listen, you the one I always point to, the, my point of reference for the big upsets, I know Nova over Georgetown also works, but NC State, when you watch them beat Houston in 1983, there was Akeem Olajuwon, who you knew was going to be a top two pick in the NBA draft upcoming. And you knew Clyde the Glide Drexler was dynamite and Larry Michau and the rest. And then you had him playing against Sidney Sydney Lowe with his big butt and Thurl Bailey, who weighed 103 pounds. Like, you were like, well, obviously NC State has no chance. And so it felt special. Now it just doesn't feel like, uh, like much of a huge upset anymore. And by the way, that doesn't mean to diminish the kids who are pulling these upsets because they've also gotten better too. It's not just that there's been a fall back by the heavyweights. Those mid-tier programs now have more decent players, not NBA level talent, but enough. They have a bunch of shooters out there. And so it makes all the sense in the world when you watch them do it. Like, yeah, 140 minute stretch. If they have a hot hand shooting the ball collectively, not a big surprise that you would knock off Purdue who has yeah. a seven, four well, guy and not much else. I don't want to diminish these Ivy league kids. I just want to say that the <laughs> tournament has been so diminished that these stiffs can now beat high seeded teams. Like it's not, it's not good basketball. It's not, you know, you don't, you don't have that feeling like with those guys you just mentioned where you're like, I'm watching an NBA hall of famer. The great thing about the NC state, you know, it's like Derek Wittenberg is the best player on that team. He's not an NBA player. Thurl Bailey has a nice career. Lorenzo Charles doesn't do anything. Sidney Lowe has a cup of coffee. Kozel McQueen doesn't play in the NBA. Like it's like Kozel McQueen is who I was going for. Not Thurl Bailey with the Utah Jazz, who was halfway decent in, in, in pro ball. Right. All right. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Ooh, have I got something for you. Your very first bet with Caesar Sportsbook. It's on Caesars. Just sign up with the promo code Omaha full. The word Omaha. And the word full, side by side, then place your first bet. If you win, great, you keep your winnings. But if your first bet loses, 
you'll still receive your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over offer, offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled. As a loss, maximum bet credit is $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans, Massachusetts. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call one 800 327 5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877 877-8- Hope NY or text Hope NY. Offer not available in Massachusetts, Maryland, and Ohio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, I'll carry on. And you're close. You did lead me in to my bad goat, but it is not March Madness. It is instead... Kyrie Irving, who you mentioned, you know, oh my God, you know, Caillou, I'm sure with the, with your little girls, Caillou showed up on your TV, at least when they were a little bit less, the most inexplicably promoted animated character of all time. Nobody liked this kid. His jingle was annoying. He was a strange little bald guy. And he was kind of like, uh, you know, he was he always uh, let you know what the right thing to do was all the time. What kid wants to be told by another kid what, how, how, how to be a, a child of principle? Nobody liked Caillou. And, and, and on top of it all, he had that annoying jingle. I feel like he has a lot in common with one Kyrie Irving, who is the most inexplicably coveted pro basketball player ongoing. And it inspires me to sing this. Spoils teams in every town. Don't believe the earth is round. He's Kyrie, Kyrie. Get him if you want to lose. Like Kanye, he hates the Jews. Kyrie, Kyrie. Here's my dream, though. Okay, first of all, can we, can we license the, the jingle from Caillou? I don't know if, if Peyton Manning can afford to license that song that you just sang beautifully, by the way, that was a close sound alike. I was not uh, the you know, actual. I, I watched. A, I watched a lot of Caillou with my with my with Sophie. Like Gigi was like, "What is this?" You know, and and I terrible. I I, I had some uh, some rough observations about that kid that you you can't say out loud anymore. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> word police. Can't make fun of that bald kid anymore. But the other thing I used to used to drive me crazy on that show, Caillou, is uh, dad was dad was always doing the housework. He's always around to do a lot of vacuuming. Dad, you know, check out dad on Caillou. He's always got these working that vacuum. And it's like, all right, we get it. 
We see the hidden message here. Why isn't he at work? Hey, Mr. Caillou, get a job. Well, the problem starts with the parents. Well, who names their kid Caillou and expects him to turn out normal? Hey, same thing maybe goes for Kyrie, too. Um, here's my fix on it, though. The other prominent weirdo in the sports world right now, as we've discussed ad nauseum, is Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, the new wrinkle with Aaron Rodgers is at least some people in the media, prominent media members, are now on Rogers' side. And I'm not sure exactly what is behind it, but there it's been expressed in social media and beyond. Like, boy, the Jets are really being petulant about this. Now, now they're turning it personal by not dealing away Aaron Rodgers. Like, what upside down world are we living in? Two years Packers, ago, Aaron Rodgers. The, the Packers, Packers. what did I say? What did I say? The Jets. The Packers the Jets. are being petulant. Yes, the Packers okay. are being being packed because they're, they're yeah, yeah. The guy who that the guy who wants to have it both ways, which is to say, one, hey, I bleed green and gold like nobody else, but also I've ripped this franchise for the people who are running it repeatedly. The fans who say when he says, I who would ever want to come here if it weren't for me? He goes after Gutenkunz. He calls him Jerry Krause. I don't think he meant that as a compliment, but now he's wounded and they're doing something personal to hold him back a little bit. And my wish is, is this, is that this goes on all summer long because all we have is baseball and I'm ready to roll into baseball season, but as a nice distraction and a love of, um, you know, reality TV, what would be better than for this drama to go on and on and on. And by the way, the B story for this one, Lamar Jackson where and where he's going to wind up. I love the notion that people are talking themselves into, and I understand both sides have some leverage in this. The Jets is, hey, Packers, we know you don't want to eat $59 million just out of spite. Um, and Packers like, hey, Joe Douglas, what's plan B? If you don't get Aaron Rodgers, what are you going to do? You're going to get Cam Newton, Teddy B, Mason Rudolph, strike your fancy. What are you going to do in 2023 at this point with a roster you've built that's real good? You ready to turn it over to the next GM when you get fired because you didn't get Aaron Rodgers? So the Packers have the leverage, this job. And also like, hey, Packers don't have to. I mean, Jets don't have to have Aaron Rodgers until training camp at some point, right? Like, Oh, that'll be that'll be great all summer long. They they don't have Aaron Rodgers yet. That that's Let's a hope. that's a plausible plan. My big idea is so for it to be inevitable that Aaron Rodgers by hook or by crook is going to New York. And as I keep saying, desperation is a powerful drug. Clearly, the Jets once again so desperate. They took Brett Favre a generation ago. Now they're ready to do it all over again for another weirdo in Aaron Rodgers to come save them at age 40, as if New York City sports fans didn't just watch Kyrie Irving destroy a, a one of their franchises. Yep, we need Aaron Rodgers here. So my big idea is is to, because this, this turns uh, a lemon into lemonade. Kyrie, as soon as the Mavericks inevitably miss the playoffs or are an early out, he gets in a car, he drives to Aaron Rodgers, and now it's a road trip through America on your way to New York City. And those two just hear what those two got to say about the world. You know, they're better than all the rest of us. So I'd love a chance to, you know, to just put my ear up and hear and to have them, un, uh, you know, uh, reveal all of life's secrets. Because clearly those are the two cats who are capable. Yeah. Of that. So that's the my two, big idea. The two sages. Um, well, beyond uh, the the pathological narcissism of Aaron Rodgers, which is again, for, for those of us who can't stand that guy, it's, it's all delightful uh, watching him not just kind of spiral through his own personal drama that he wants to make everybody else's drama. But I seem to recall, I think we were in Las Vegas, the three of us uh, Packers must win game against the lions. Right. Are we right, right there? Right. And, yep. uh, and, 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 Rodgers kept throwing picks that were getting overturned by like chicken uh illegal contact penalties but there were some bad throws like bad throws and if you think about last season like all these guys fall off a cliff at some point right so obviously Brady proved the Patriots wrong his cliff was a little further than anyone could have believed but like I, I watched a lot of Aaron Rodgers last year and I saw a lot of bounce passes and it's like, are 
you know, in your infinite win now mentality, are you sure you're going to win now physically? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You know, yes, it's the wants to have his cake and eat it too thing. First of all, same thing with the hippie peace and love guy character that he is portraying himself to be, except it only applies to how everybody treats him. He can be as snarky and mean spirited as he wants to be. It's just everybody else has to be open to his ideas, even if they're not down the middle like everybody else. Um, you know, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the one of one of my favorite movies of the millennium, and we've talked about it a fair amount. But, you know, my my thought is I, Quentin Tarantino hasn't uh, confirmed that this is true. But my thought about w- one of the main thrusts of the movie is, is um, you can be as quirky as you want to be in this business. This this show business is filled with oddballs, imperfect souls. But when you show up you knock it out of the park. And as long as you do that, we're right as rain. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been to a Super Bowl in a dozen years. I mean, like uh, that, that, you know, Hench is a weirdo, clearly. But man, if I need 10 jokes in the next three minutes, I'm going to him and another weirdo, Tony Barbieri. Because <laughs> when, when it's go time, the people who can turn it on, I'm all for it. When If you can't do it, then what are we even talking about? I completely agree with you about the, 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 Biggest question of all. Are you sure this guy's going to get it done? The guy who hasn't done it in 12 years? He th- this is your big savior, huh? But don't worry, he can show up around Labor Day. That'll be that'll be good enough. <laughs> what are we talking about? It's the weirdest thing going. Um now, to a true hero, Ben Roethlisberger. He gets my goat of the week because along with the guys who do it when it counts and they do it in the big spots. And you know what? Shout out to Shoei Atani and to Mike Trout. That showdown was something for the ages. And I I, I feel like we're so cynical, collectively, you don't want to fully, and I, I'm the first one to jump as soon as that happens. Like, hey, look, Mike Trout versus Shoei Atani, the two high-end players of the generation who finished 17 games um, back a second place in, in the division last year. Yes, I will crack my wise about it. But, man, that was something to behold. And you know what? Big news. I'm willing to at least reopen the conversation at a later date that maybe Otani is better. I mean, he's throwing, he's throwing one Oh two out there. Better than what? And then McJesus is it at hockey. Does everybody know that's what there are internal conversations? I'm sorry. Thank you for refreshing (laughs) that. Assuming everybody. Well, Shaq knows. Shaq's a regular listener, but yeah, the rest of our texts are McDavid versus Otani 700 text chain. I was thinking when Otani uh, ripped the double to start the rally in the semifinal and then and then just smoked Mike Trout. It, what we would need is for McDavid in the shootout to put on the goalie pads and be that's the right. You know, that's what we would need. And then, right. then you'd be like, OK, now it's apples to apples. But no, the fact that Otani is lightning on the bases throws 102 and just can turn on a fastball. Like it is, it is generational. Um, but I was laughing in terms of your, the cynicism that we share where you're like, cause didn't you have this feeling when you watch that moment, which was incredible um, that you're like, wow, that was amazing. Uh, I guess I need to watch baseball again in October to reach this. Le- like, when will it be this interesting again? Not during the long summer. You know, because and, and as all those um those networks, all the all the regional sports businesses that have paid those licensing rights have learned is like nobody wants to watch regular season baseball. So nobody you get hash marks for your ratings. So they're all bankrupt. So you need to make baseball more like what we just saw, where there's like an FA Cup or a Champions League tournament within the season going on so you go no 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 i know it's july but you should tune in for this for these eight games no doubt and by the way offshoot of that uh hench we cooked up on the earlier episode this week a another tournament because those once every three four years things are a lot of fun and they stand out much like the 1987 Canada cup is the greatest assemblage of hockey talent in history and you can still go back and watch that and and be wowed by what you see there that this WBC kind of feels that way. Also, Jeff Schwartz was our guest and he floated the idea. 
Why is blue blood status forever guaranteed? Maybe that should also be something that gets relegated. A tournament of the blue bloods between UK, UCLA, Kansas, Duke, UNC, Indiana. One falls out. And then like Michigan State or Arizona or somebody like that gets to fill the spot for the next tournament. This will be a lot of fun. High stakes. I agree with you. And my wife was watching baseball. She's trying to look at it just to have a, a basic understanding. Because uh, I hope like she I does said, better than my mom with the Rodney Pete answer. I, you know what? I, I I'm coming up with some eleventh hour goats and not good ones. Might have to be my wife here because I said to her last night after eighty seven scored that goal. I don't mind telling you against the Colorado Avalanche, a game that these 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 sad penguins making me bummed out all the time they had to have it but how could they how could they again in denver against nate mckinnon and company six in a row they'd won and the pens go in there and who steps up 87 steps up i'm over the moon i don't mind telling you i almost got misty because i feel sad for him and gino malkin and chris letang and their and their marvelous run being undone by a bottom six and shaky goaltending and injuries and everything else. At the same time, though, he gave me hope once again. He gave me reason to keep watching this season. And much like uh, like uh, Mayo, an officer and a gentleman, I'll concede, I got nowhere else to go. What am I going to do? Change teams? I'm The Penguins are my team. I got to watch them out. Um, but he gave me hope because he stepped up in the big spot. And it all made me emotional. And my wife sat down on the couch at some point a little later. And I said, like, I just, uh, I just, she's like, what are you, what are you so intense about? Like, what do you think I'm so intense? The same thing I'm always intense about every three or four days a week when the Penguins are playing or the Steelers are playing or Pip out. What, what do you think I'm getting so worked up about? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not loud. I'm not loud in the house. So she can just feel the intensity coming off of me. And I said, like, I just 87, you know, Sidney Crosby just did something special again. And I said, yeah. I just want to, you know who Sidney Crosby is, right? And she said, I've heard you say the name before. Outrageous. It's a slap in the face at some point. Your mother at least knows Rodney Pete without you feeding it to her. Could my wife come up with Sidney Crosby? Heaven forbid, heaven forbid I ever ask her if she knows who Mario Lemieux is. That would be, I might put the papers in. I might buy, that's all I'm going to say about it. So it, it hasn't I guess happened. When Beth, uh, asks you, invites you to leave the way Felix Unger's wife invited him to leave. When she when she asks you to leave for good, you'll you will be being eighty sixth because uh, you love you love eighty seven more than you love your wife. True, true. I mean, I I, I differently. I mean, I I feel you know. Have it, you been? I, the have affection been, is the same, but it's different. So I don't I don't want to make that so. Have you true. been with eighty seven longer than your wife? <laughs> yeah, by okay. a lot I have. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, just and, and you know what? I've been I, I've been with uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, which brings me back. Quick shout out to him. The San Francisco 49ers, one of the franchises in pro football, nay, in all the sports, dials them up. They're in a pinch. You could be the difference maker, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Come on in here and be the old gunslinger one last time you can get another lombardi it won't be in black and gold it'll be in red and gold come on over here and he says i can't do that i can't i i can't betray the pittsburgh steelers like that that's right you think i'm gonna turn my back on the black and gold hockey team no way not with that i'm inspired i'm reinvigorated from 7 to 87 i'm all the way in don't try and drag me out now wait he didn't even ask who the caterer was in training camp <laughs> quick no, no reason for it that's quick, a, this quick is beneath trivia you. question this is a tough one higher number higher number roethlisberger's quarterback rating against the seahawks in the super bowl mm -hmm. or the number of chins he has suckling at his neck as 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 he eats himself into oblivion for what i who's calling this guy he must be up to four bills by now <laughs> a whole, whole offseason. He's Brendan Fraser now. He's ready. If they remake that movie right quick, he's the first one in it. Big Ben Roethlisberger is acting. Uh, the answer is 22.6.
because that was his quarterback rating, swear to God, against the Seahawks when he won a Super Bowl with that execrable performance and he only has seven chins. So 22.6 <laughs> is the correct answer. As I've told you, they wouldn't have gotten to that Super Bowl had it not been for his high-end performances in the three playoff rounds that you preceded his, that uh, Super Bowl. His his ankle tackle? That was his, part of it. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Great. I, I think great, that, yeah, okay. I'd love, I would, I would love to see your friend Tom Brady attempt to make that play. That, I mean, we saw when he was asked to do anything other than stand in the pocket and yeah. sling well, it, how that went against the Eagles. He wouldn't have to because David Givens would be spiking the ball in the end zone and all the other mediocre receivers that he made great. Randy Moss, yeah, and Wes Welkport, Rob Gronkowski. Why didn't anybody ever give Brady a good receiver? Um, anyhow, if I, if I may continue. Um, the other goat that I have to shout out here is, oh, late ad too. the, um, the first person, you know, all these things get shortened to, you know, LOL and, um, uh, what's a FOMA fear of missing out all that. The OG of that, you know, people talk like, oh, these kids in the 21st century, they're, they're so lazy. They can't even type out. The guy who started that is, of course, the guy at the cemetery hammering out the tombstones who was late on Friday. It was probably like 4.48 p.m. And he knew it was time to get to the bar sooner rather than later. It's like, rest in peace. Like, R.I.P. conveys it, right? R.I.P. Okay, let's hit the bar, guys. I mean, shame the devil on that guy. Disrespectful. R.I.P. Type it out. Write it out or don't do it at all. It's well, a shame in the last. What? You got to think he was charging by the keystroke right he's trying okay. like what do you do you want it all you want rest in peace that's going to cost you i think <laughs> r.i.p willis reed conveys it i think everybody knows i think everybody knows what you're talking about mm -hmm. uh yeah the original uh kind and of last one eddie spaghetti the last uh the last go to the week bad is eddie spaghetti because he sent us, he forwarded us the results of the NHL players poll. And I think they mostly got it right. They named the most impactful in a must-win game is Connor uh, McJesus. I mean, is he? Never been to the final, so well, he hasn't really know, impacted must-win games the, a lot, uh, right? I guess the Oilers would have to play a must-win game before we can adjudicate right. whether he's entitled to that award. The one thing they definitely got right was uh, – player that you hate that you would love to play with Brad Marchand. I see. It's funny. I said the spaghetti about that list before we got going here. I, I mean, I agree with the sentiment. Marchand is, is grotesque. If he's playing against you, I also think he's going to the hall of fame and I don't understand why that's seems to be up in the air for a lot of people, but Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson can actually physically cause cause you physical harm. Brad Marchand just leaves some spit on your face. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I don't want either one, but I'll take that versus a concussion being dealt from Tom Wilson. But the point is, you know, then best goalie, and then you see some spaghetti coming out because he has to put a little comment next to each one. The goalie most likely to win a game, Vasilevsky from, from Tampa, of course. Spaghetti writes wrong. Well, Vasilevsky has won, won those cups. But his guy, Igor, has not. But he, I, I assume that's what you're getting at. No. But no, that's fine. You're a fan. Oh, that's no. not right? Who is I mean, it? you could, I mean, the most shutouts in the league this year is Sorokin. I mean, oh, so just, you're going Sorokin. I'm just saying, like, I'm not sure if it's a, I mean, I think, again, these players are just, they're just, they just say this stuff they're used to. So it's like, of course, you see a player poll and to not see McDavid or Crosby or Vasilevsky there is like, a, you expect to see that. Um, I, I if you're going to get on me for the Crosby thing, well, I, well, well, I'll get on you when I decide. Now, listen, Vasilevsky. Is the answer if it's not so? Wait, if it's not Igor and it's not Vasilevsky, who is it then? I literally just gave you an answer. I'm just saying this year, Sorokin, you could argue, is probably the best goalie. All right. Okay. Now, but what, but what, like, what, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I've cited them on this podcast. Vasilevsky, like his last 14 playoff losses have been followed by games in which I think he's given up zero or one goal. His record well, of they, like he, they were down 0-2 versus the Rangers, so he lost two. Uh, but that was going into that series. But I'm saying he his his I mean, in terms of must wins, like I mean, look, I'm I'm happy that for him to to hand the crown, li the literal crown, the triple crown to Linus Olmark uh, of of the wagon, the Boston Bruins. But I I think until 
somebody distinguishes themselves in the playoffs. That's right. Like Vasilevsky, you know. He's I, you know, I, along with the curse of the President's Cup, which goes to the team that has the most points in the NHL, and it's a legit curse. Go back through it and look at it. Um, that's the other question I have. I said that the spaghetti too off air. Boy, it it does feel like his uh, his rags do have a decided advantage in goal versus the other teams. I, given the way the Lightning are tracking, the teams that really have a shot at getting to the final, like boy, they. It feels like based on experience and proven results, they have a big edge, even on your guy, Ulmar, who hasn't done anything in the playoffs. Once he played two playoff games in his life. Um, but in the meantime, yes, Eddie Spaghetti, he writes it. Most complete player. Obviously, NHL players go with the obvious answer. Sidney Crosby's the most complete player. He writes, Matt, this is, is an ongoing war on Crosby. Don't you see, Spaghetti? Don't you see what he and Ovechkin did for the sport? You wouldn't even have your rags to watch if it weren't for 87. I want you to bend the knee. Well, listen, in fairness to Spaghetti, he knew who Sidney Crosby was. I mean, <laughs> take care of your own house, Damashek, before you start throwing I, rocks me. at my friend Spaghetti behind the glass. Take care of your own house. I found I found her argument in favor of Nathan McKinnon uh, questionable <laughs> at best. Listen, I listen, I he hates Crosby so much. He doesn't like, he can't respect what 58, 58 old man. Who's had two strokes out there for a half an hour of a 60 minute game uh, against Colorado. And they win. It's, it's something to behold. It's something to see spaghetti. I want you to appreciate it. Please. I don't, I don't appreciate them. I look, I said, Sidney Crosby's a great player uh, offensive zone, especially down by the net and against the boards. He's uh, very skilled with the stick. He uses his body, uh, not that big of a body, but he uses it in the correct way. Uh, just based on the NHLPA players poll question, what I, how I perceived it as a player who's very effective in every zone, who does all the little things, the faceoffs, and, and yes, Crosby does check. do that. But I don't. Right, think I'm just I'm checking off all the boxes. I don't think things. he's necessarily the best at it. I I probably would take Patrice Bergeron, um, overall player. But uh, it's it's fine. I'm I'm fine with uh, the answer. I, those are guys, like I said, those guys, are the obvious guys. Answers. People are not talking about this. They're talking about Walt Frazier. This week. <laughs> All right. Keep You're right. Roll on. Give it. Go ahead. Spaghetti. Keep Jump into it. Spaghetti. It was your goat go. goats. Then we got some best bets for you. Maybe even a Mr. Lister. Let's go spaghetti. Uh, well, I, I basically have not agreed with anything that's been said so far. So the, you're like, you know, big Ben Roethlisberger gets a good goat. Uh, but the guy, Aaron Rodgers, who just said a couple of things you disagree with is a bad go, despite what Big Ren has done off the field. Um, look, I just know this quickly that the Jets fans and and they would trade anything in their lives to have a player as good as Aaron Rodgers be their quarterback. That is a they're fact. desperate. They're desperate. Yes. So I, I just like I, to say to, to poo poo the Jets like angle on this because you your distaste of Rodgers is just like the players in the Jets locker room hated Zach Wilson like the coaching staff hated Zach Wilson I would do he gives you no chance of winning but so, the question is uh, is he making you a winner he's making what, them what better than they were there? he's making them better than they were so um my my it ties into my goat which uh my bad goat which is this whole Cam Newton thing, and uh, he was brought up before, and it's not purely just based on him, but based on the people who obviously the news is that he wants to have a comeback. He's doing a, a workout at Auburn's Pro Day, and he says, I believe Cam said something along the lines of like, he knows he's better than like these 32 people that are currently playing quarterback. And you have some media members who kind of buy into this, and you have these very dumb fans who are like, man, he's got some left in the tank and he'll up our team out. And to me, it's just like, after we just saw what the 49ers did up until the injury to Brock Purdy, and how do you not just want to go with one of these younger guys? Like, I'm just sick and tired of these like retreads that don't work. I mean, even this draft alone, if you want to take a guy, if you're in the, if you're in the market for a quarterback, having a Max Duggan or having a even a Stetson Bennett who we've seen, or uh, guys like Jake Hayner who won a bowl game with Fresno State, like these these quarterbacks will be available. Plus, the guys are already drafted. Uh, in later rounds, years prior, you have your Ian Books from Notre Dame, and you have Kellen Mond and Kyle Trask. Again, Kyle Trask loses the job out to now Baker Mayfield. When are we ever going to be convinced in the NFL that like just rechanging the scene 
may not help the quarterback. Cam Newton had one. I don't good know. Game Why would you go ask the Jets fans? You just said they were that Aaron Rodgers you, is ready. You're to putting roll Aaron putting Aaron Rodgers in the same class as Cam Newton and Baker Mayfield is so like vehemently <laughs> you offensive. Just said, <laughs> it's, you just it's said retread guys. I'm just saying but that Aaron Rodgers on a retread. Aaron Rodgers is arguably the one of the greatest ever and a Hall of Famer. And like sure. Cam Newton had one good game with the Patriots and his arm fell off. Baker Mayfield's a head case and a loser. And he's not good at football. Maybe you can convince me on the Sam Darnold thing because he is still extremely young. He's only like seven months older than Hendon Hooker, who's in this draft class. But my point is like, yeah, Cam Newton. And plus the worst thing about a Cam Newton type signing is he's going to be expensive because of who he is. And whereas you have the other rookie guys, again, you're not going to strike lightning a bottle like the Brock Purdy uh, situation with the 49ers, but you have, you give yourself a chance and it's a much cheaper option uh, than a Cam Newton. So that's my bad goat. Uh, anything. Right. Well, look, I obviously had to watch Cam Newton play quarterback for my team. And I mean, the bigger thing is, and this is, this applies to Lamar Jackson, which is like when you have that dual threat quarterback, one of those threats is going to diminish quickly. If the other ability doesn't increase at the level that the running decreases once you've been dinged 2,000 times, then you are diminished. So this, you know, so I mean, I think Cam is, to, to Spaghetti's point, is like way past his impact on a game physically with, with the arm and the legs. And like this big Lamar Jackson debate, I'm like, it feels like we're very close to Lamar Jackson, more of a pocket passer and then exclusively a pocket passer because of these licks. By the way, Justin Fields, like he took some crazy licks. When you run, it's one thing if you watch, and, and obviously Mahomes got the ankle injury, but like Mahomes and Rodgers are similar in the way they run, right? They're not, they never get the throttle open all the way and take a crazy lick. They pump fake and run to the first down and go out of bounds. Typically, typically the guys like fields and Lamar, these are designed running plays where you might get up to speed and get hit by a strong safety at, at maximum velocity. So, you know, I, I do think that, that Lamar's Lamar's curve is going to be more downward than uh, a guy who, who's just, who's just a pocket passer. I don't know what the weight is for a, a multitude of teams going after Lamar Jackson. I hear everything you say. One, his injuries, though, didn't come from him running around. And he has always had that better spatial awareness than Robert Griffin, the third, who got blown up a lot. Um, but I do observe anecdotally that he does the last two seasons. He was getting got more than he ever did. It was inevitable that Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger were going to wear out a little. And Josh Allen, same goes for you, man. You keep taking those shots. You can still be the biggest guy like Garrett Lindros. You're going to wind up in bad shape as a result of that. Anyway, continue spaghetti. Yeah, so that's my my bad goat there. My good goat to end on a, a positive note to switch sports here. College hockey, Frozen Four, and my Butte Terriers win the Hockey East. They advance, and today, uh, we're recording this uh, midday Thursday, they have uh, defeated Western Michigan uh, and advanced to the next round of the Frozen Four. Um, Hench will get used to this name, Lane Hudson. Uh, he's a second-round pick of the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Your Bruins will be taking him on quite soon led uh, tied the all-time record for points uh, as a freshman in college hockey history with a guy named Brian Leach. So pretty good company there. Uh, he scored again today for BU. They'll be taking on the winner of Cornell Denver. I love to see my Terriers win another, their sixth national title will be pretty good. So a uh, nice job. Five, one Terriers over uh, Western Michigan there. See, no other podcast is going to hit you with Walt Frazier and Lane Hudson. Nobody has this range. No, I defy you to do it. Podcasters. Okay. Uh, so this is perfect. Let's, let's end with the Mr. Lister. All right. Okay. Just give me very quickly though. We, uh, you know, here at extra points network, we want to give out some best bets real quick. You can go and do it. If you want to pace it up here, jump past Thursday and Friday, spoil it for us. Who's in the final four. Are you ready to do yeah, that? I, I, I obviously should be, um, I should recuse myself from talking about college basketball, given that I assume I'm going to be uh, drinking from the cap of consequences, given that I had Virginia and Marquette in the final four. 
Uh, but but I guess now I can pivot. You know, I had Arizona play, beating Kansas, so you might be in good shape. We're, we're, we're so dumb that we were like, hey, man, there's no way, you know, Alabama, karma, you know, and like, what what has the world taught us in the last seven years? I know. It's that, so that, right. You know, You're so right. That, that bad things happen to bad people. No, it's that it's that bad people get away with whatever they do. So anyway, um, now that I can now that I can pivot um, to uh, to to my new final four, I guess, uh, Alabama, Kansas State. Is that right? Are they in different brackets, at least? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're hanging on yeah, your they they seat before you before yeah. you put down big dollars K- here. K-State's okay. the, K-State's then, the three seed in the East. Yeah. And then I'll stay with Houston and Gonzaga, which were my original picks on the other half of the bracket. And but I'll say this about Houston, which uh, you know, uh when you get that that gut check, when you go down 10 in the tournament, that's the kind of like, oh, look, is this it? Is this it? And man, they flipped a switch against Auburn and I, you know, those two guards, Shed and Sasser, and that front court, uh, Walker, my brother from another mother from St. Thomas, Juwan Roberts, uh, that front court is strong. Traymond Mark gives them the third scorer. I, I believe more so now than I did at the start that that plus 400 where Houston started the tournament is, is a great bet. So I can still be vindicated by that result. I know it's cute. So, uh, again, I know it's, it happens in every sport. You get favorable matchups in the divisional round in the NFL. Like how did that team get, they get that cupcake and two heavyweights got a clash in another big game. But I mean, the Midwest with Houston and Texas and how juicy that would be in uh, with a chance to go to Houston. Final four is fun. Miami though, man, they are for real. I'm going with Texas there. I mean, you know, Houston, doesn't I, Miami is a legit team, and those two are are going to beat each other up pretty good. Uh, Omir is for real on on the offensive glass, at least in college. He he probably doesn't have an upside for the NBA, but he's something to watch. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. There's a guy doing well in, in this tournament who who's not an NBA player. There you Shocker. go. I mean, he really is. He, he he's a six seven guy who they cannot contain it's on so the offensive depressing. glass. But it's right, so depressing. You know, but I'll take Texas uh, to go there plus two ten. Um, I'm taking K State plus three fifty to get through the East in the South. I am on Bama. Not worth uh, putting anything on if you unless you're parlaying them with somebody else at minus one fifty. You don't want to take that hit if they get upset. And then I'm taking UCLA old school blue blood plus two ten. Looking forward to that one against the new blue blood Gonzaga on Thursday night. Um, hey, all right. This is a little go premature, ahead. and I'll repeat it when the time comes, but this will be a good parlay. Last year's NBA finalists to both lose in the first round. Parlay it. Okay, spaghetti. Ooh, interesting. NIT teams, it <laughs> presages success the following year, and I, that sounds right to me. I oh know there have God. been examples in the last 40 years of that, and I think it's true. Didn't like no, Michigan? I'm saying the NBA playoffs. When oh, oh, oh NBA, I'm sorry. You're cracking wise. I know you're come oh. that last year's finalists are both going to go out in the first round. The Warriors and and Cel- uh Yeah, there Cel- you go. All right. Was yeah. We're not there going There we go. Okay, I'm sorry. We're I not going to the way back machine. We're going to last June. All right. I loved I loved that uh that Celtics take last week. Um okay, spaghetti, give it to us here. Uh, to run them quickly, I just think the path for Alabama in that bracket uh, is just way too easy. So I see them getting by SD State and then either the winner of uh, Creighton and Princeton. I think with the East bracket, Tennessee's big hurdle was beating Duke. They did that. I like Tennessee to beat FAU at the Garden, and then uh, they'll get the winner of either Michigan State, K-State. So I like Tennessee advancing. Shout out Sully. Uh, Gonzaga I have coming out of the West. They'll beat UCLA and then the winner of uh, Arkansas-UConn. And then I think I have Texas coming out of the Midwest. They'll get by Xavier. And then it's a tough game for Houston. Although I know Houston is the betting, the public's betting favor, most amount of bets to win the uh, the title. Um, but I, I think they're going to struggle versus Miami. So I do like Texas in that one. So then I have uh, the final four is Texas, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, and Gonzaga. If it were for Gonzaga, if you're right about that, gets UCLA in there instead. And uh, we're cooking with gas for a college football playoff. That's a, that, that, not a half bad sounding final four in, in football. And now a quick break. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to a point where we can request these because our our our, our in-house meme maker, Mike Breen, I'm just I'm hoping if he's still listening that I think this is how I would do it. I would have spaghetti be Caillou and then you and I would be the parents and then Mike can figure out, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm the masculine member of the parents or if I'm the dad. Breen will be your favorite because he is a Boston sports fan through and through, but Los Real Ali is the other contender. They split a Shecky award a couple of years ago for their great work with, uh, uh, Photoshop okay. and the favors. Mr. Lister, All right. All let's right. go fast. Go. And I, this is, this is just from the old memory bank. Uh, 2000 Stanley cup finals, Dallas stars, defending champs lose to the devils. Correct. Eight hall of famers combined from those two squads. Go. Oh, uh, Madonna. Correct. Funny because Jason Arnott scores the game winner. Uh, he's he goes a Answer! little ahead of, of Uve Krupp to score to, to score uh, a Stanley Cup winning overtime goal. Um, uh, Marty Brodeur. Correct. Um, I guess I go Stevens. Scott Stevens. Well, dang it, that's I'll where do, I was I'll just going to go. Devils over here and stars over here. Correct. We're up to three, five. The left. danger of this game is when somebody takes the answer that you've got red, ready yeah. to roll there. So I'm going to go with uh, here. I'll go with uh, Brett Hall. Correct. That was my next one. Um, was Niedermeyer in the Devils back then? Correct. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Correct. I mean, Ed, I don't know about that. Do I like this? Correct. That was my name. guess. I, I was going to go with, name. All right, all right. I'm going to go with Scott. No, 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 I'm going to go with incredible. Scott, not Ross this Niedermeyer. Is, this, is, this is incredible. Five, three <laughs> left. Uh, uh, they're, all, they're all on this hand, if you were paying attention. If you remember. Zubov. Correct. That one, I did not know he made the Hall of Fame. Zubov is correct. Two left. And now I have them memorized. Oh, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to. Was the goalie. Was it. Uh, not, was it Eddie Belfour's the goalie? Of, who was the goal? The goalie of the stars. Um, not why am I saying Belfour? Uh, I like spaghetti plays it. He's, he's very. I know because I, like, I don't him, know. I, but I'm going to say a name. And like it. All right. Uh, uh, Belfour's uh, correct. Oh, it is. Uh, oh, my God. So no. wait, are, is he? That's my. That was my guess. Either way, if I if I got it wrong, then it was wrong. So so Belfour is definitely on the ninety nine team. Uh, I I I I I may be conflating those two teams. Okay, uh, there's two more guys that I believe are correct. Well, and one of them played at Cornell, and and when I asked the goalie for the University of Vermont, Tom Draper. If if Scott Fusco, the Hobie Baker winner, was really the best player in the nation, he laughed and said this guy's name, who was a sophomore at Cornell. 500 goal club. You'll know it when you hear it, obviously. Uh, oh, uh, Patty Verbeek. No, I did guess him, though. Incorrect. Uh, very difficult name to spell. Oh, oh, Joe Newendike. Oh, yes, yes, oh. yes. Okay, and then the one I didn't get that I, we don't have time for because I got to go. Uh, Guy Carboneau. 
Oh, that right, one I could have sat here all that day. That was I awesome. Got, you guys, you and Dyke, great. I would have dug up. I would have dug. I would have covered. I'm out. I'm out. Great. There he goes. We're out too, Spaghetti. We ain't going to top that. That was a, you know what? See, that was a better test this time for you. You did very nicely. You fared, uh, even though, you fared yeah, well, well there. Even though I was only uh, eight years old, uh, obviously the Devils being in that cup finals kind of, uh, you know, was relevant to my neck of the woods. And I do remember a lot of those guys in the double team. Like you mentioned, Arnott, Brodeur, obviously, Ken Danico, Eliash, Scott Gomez is going to get and going early in his career, Bobby Holik, uh, who was a Ranger. So a lot of like, uh, you know, Niedermeyer, like I said before, Jay Pandolfo, who is a devil and is the head coach of BU right now, uh, who did he did play at BU and like I met, like, you know, Peter Sikora. There's a lot of guys I remember. I was ready to that, roll that, with that I, if, if I hadn't said Patty Verbeek, I was going to go with John McClain, who I I mean, uh, Kirk McClain, but uh, I, I Kirk Muller, John McClain, John McClain's not a Hall of Famer, but Kirk Muller. Well, I think he's in, but man, he had a great career. He just happened to be one A to Lemieux in that uh, draft. He was the the uh, consolation prize and ended up having a great season. All right, a great career. All right, listen, we've said a great deal already, so we'll cut it off here. The last thing I have to say is make sure you're checking out all the great shows on the Extra Points Network. We'll be back after the sports weekend. We'll break it all down for you, try and make some sense of it for you. Until then. For Kevin Hench, Eddie Spaghetti, and the whole gang at the Extra Points Network. Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.